0: With the new year looming in our midst, we might feel lost, overwhelmed, or maybe even lacking vision. Do you know what will war against that? Do you know how to get vision? I'm about to talk about it. It's about time because we're going there. Hey family, welcome back to a bonus episode of We're Going There. I'll be honest with you, we are almost to the end of the year and I had to hop on. I had to hop on and create this content because I get so excited about this practice that I want to share with you today. Why? Because, and if you know me, I have said this twice because it is so good, how you end is how you will begin. And when we think about the end of the year, I want to ensure that you and me, guess what? That we are setting ourselves up for a strong new year. One of the practices I've developed in my life is finding a word or phrase for the year. Now, I've spoken about this before on the podcast, and I'm going to do it again. Instead of just putting content out there that I've already done, what I really want to do is I want this to be fresh and new and add new practices that I've learned to make this process even better. And though I've been practicing this for a while and talk about it on the show, I want us to go through this process so that everyone feels like we have a clarity and direction to center ourselves as we head into the new year. If you are not familiar with this concept, or you've been trying to discover your own word, this is what I want for you. I want you to stay listening. I'm here to help you, and I want to go through this journey with you together. There's nothing mystical or magical about this process, I promise. It's simply creating an intention to help guide us through not just my daily activities and my weekly activities, but my intention for the year. If I can say this honestly, it's almost like a reminder, a calibration, a barometer, like a compass to help steer us in the right direction when life feels uh, like we're in the middle of a storm. Why is that? Because like I've said, sometimes life gets crazy and you can find yourself in moments where you feel like maybe you've lost yourself or you've lost your convictions. And when that happens for me, I go back to my one word or my phrase to help center me as I go through whatever I may be facing that day, that week, that month, or even the year. That was very much a friend's reference. For those that got it, you're welcome. Not even what I wanted to talk about, but a little freezy and a funsy. And I know everyone listening to this podcast might not be a person of faith, but I still believe that you can get your word for the year. And you could fight for this intention. Now, I need to be honest and be straight up with you. I'm going to root everything in a biblical worldview, what some might refer to as faith, because I am a follower of Jesus. And so if I pepper in scripture, don't hold it against me. I like putting things into the simplest form possible. And so a little bit of context and a little bit of backstory. When I pick a word for the year, it is simply so that I can have direction on who I want to be and what I'm stepping into. So I've made this easy and put this into five very simple steps. In fact, I have my journal right here alongside of me. And if you know me, you know that I am big on journaling. So I will take you through my direct process. And if it works for you, amazing. Use it, do it, copy it, love it. And if it doesn't, hey, pick and choose certain things that will help you create your own system, how to best articulate who you want to be and how you want to get there during 2024. So grab your notebook or a mental whiteboard and jot down this first step. Now, pause for a second. The reason I'm interrupting this process is because you might be listening to this on the treadmill or second traffic or cooking in the kitchen, and you definitely will walk away with something. But for you to take this process seriously, you might want to re-listen while you have your notebook and your journal and you're ready to actually do the work. You might even have to pause the podcast as you go through each exercise, but I promise you, friend, it will be worth it. Write down your first step. Evaluate. Okay, okay, this sounds easy. Yeah, so you'll be prone to skip it. But trust me, this part is crucial. It is vitally important to take inventory about what's happened to you or to me in the last year. If we don't reflect on where we've been, it will be really hard to determine where we are going. Now, I get it, it might feel like a task or a chore, it might even feel laborious to you, but this is important to the process. In fact, it's vital to the process. For me, as a person of faith, I'm going to ask this question. Where did I see God show up for me in 2023? Now, after you've paused and you know, generally reflected, now I want you to ask yourself and write down these four following questions. Write down these four following questions and then pause, take some time to evaluate them. Question number one, what could I use more of in my life? Question number two, what could I use less of in my life? Question three, what characteristics or values what I like to exemplify in my life? And question four, how do I want to feel at the end of the day? So that's going to require some, a little bit of evaluation for question four, because you might have to pause and say, okay, what do I feel like by the end of the day? So then you have like a good read, a good barometer of like, really, are you exhausted? Are you excited? Are you exhilarated? Are you frustrated? And then take that and then answer question four, how do I want to feel at the end of the day? now once you've written out all your responses you will have a better sense of the direction that will center you and direct you on where you want to go and who you want to be you will be able to identify what was lacking in your life now for me naturally i'm always thinking through a critical lens of how can something be better if you know me you can ask the staff or any of my friends i'm always poking holes you could do an amazing job and i'm always going to ask what can we do better and because I'm prone to go into fix-it mode and, and, and analyze, what I want to do is I want to stop that, my mind going to how do I make it better, instead of going to fix it, I want to flip it, and I want to go to my blessings. That's where I want to start. So after I've asked myself all those four questions and the valuation, now I want to ask as we head towards blessings is, well, what went right? What was removed that no longer needed to be there? What do I need to celebrate? Now, I gave you those four questions to evaluate and to think about and to journal. But if you're like me, I also want to take these evaluation questions of what went right, what was removed, what do I need to celebrate, and I want to list that into a blessings list. Okay, so the first exercise on evaluate, that'll probably take you 30 to 35 minutes. The blessing list might not take that long, but For me, I like color code it, I design it, and I'm very detailed about my gratitude. Like literally, I I wanna thank God for everything. And that process takes around 30 to 35 minutes. And real talk, it's been a rough year. So I wanted to make sure I was thanking God for everything twice, okay? So the second thing I want you to do in this process of developing and acquiring your word is write this down, think. So first is evaluate, now write down, think. When you think about the word think, you might not come up with the synonym feel, but that's exactly what we're going to do. And yes, I use the word think intentionally because I want us to think about how we are feeling. I want us to get a sense of what you're feeling. Ask yourself, what have I been feeling? Now, I'm a high feeler, like my feelings have feelings. So feeling comes naturally to me. And maybe feeling might not come naturally to you. So let's talk about how to get in touch with some of our feelings and be aware of what's going on inside of us. Maybe for some, you have a spiritual discipline of daily praying that will help you get in tune with like, what you're feeling, what you're experiencing. For me, I like to start my morning with a posture of prayer, and it comes just from a deep place in my heart. Now, for some, it could be meditating, taking a a few breaths and and like calming your central nervous system and getting into your body and feeling. I know that King David says to meditate on the law of the Lord day and night. And maybe for you, it could be sitting in silence for a couple of minutes. As you were thinking about your word, as you went through your blessings list, as you evaluated and wrote out, you know, some of the things that needed to change, what I now want you to do is visualize what is resonating, what is coming to the top. What do you feel? Now, this is going to take the most time because I really want you to get in your body. Okay, I know. At some point, someone's like, this feels very woo-woo. Are you kidding me? This is like therapy talk. Listen, if you know me, I'm an ardent supporter of therapy, but this is not therapy. All I'm doing is trying to create space, give us space to pause, to evaluate, to think, and to feel about what word we are sensing will be our anchor for the year. But this activity has really helped me identify and put language around feelings. So because, like I've mentioned, I am a high feeler, sometimes we can feel the feelings but not have the language to articulate it. And so I want us to get into the discipline of articulating why we are feeling what we are feeling. Okay, so we have to be very intentional about this process. And so let's find some ways to help you maybe feel, get to a place where you can feel your feelings. Maybe you might lower the lights, maybe dim them a little bit. Maybe you light a candle, maybe put on an essential oil aroma diffuser. Maybe you put on some instrumentals. And yes, I emphasize instrumentals because I want to encourage people to not have other words or other songs, their lyrics that are going to distract them from really hearing and feeling for themselves. The big thing that I really want you to do is take space for you to think, allow your spouse, allow yourself space to feel. This is a big value for me because my concern and my fear is that there are so many voices, a cacophony of voices that are stealing our time and asking for our attention. Okay, we're getting closer. We're getting closer. Step one is evaluate. Step two is think. Step three, are you ready? This is the fun part. Step three is create a list. Now, I wanna put this step in to make it simple, and I'm giving you an action, and this action will literally take anywhere from seven to 10 minutes. But you're gonna be making a list of words that come to mind after you've evaluated. And after you begin to think about what you feel, it you'll get a sense of what's stirring inside of you. Now this is a no bars hell process. there's There's no rules here. I just want you to think about the first ten things that pop into your mind and make a list of those words. And then after you did that, you just sit there, like, what are all the words that came to mind through the feelings and through your evaluation? For me, this has matured into me asking this question. What am I sensing? What am I seeing? What am I hearing? Okay, so I have an art background. And so when words fail me, I begin to use word pictures. So I asked myself, what am I visualizing in my head? For me, last year after this practice, I had an image that came to my mind. I shared this on last year's podcast and it didn't make sense. But my gosh, at the end of the year, it totally did. I, I shared with you that like I had this image of what I felt about myself. And it was like this beast of burden. It was this huge ox. I actually drew an ox in my journal. I had this overwhelming sense that I have been pulling and I'm about to pull something really heavy. So I drew this ox and I asked God to confirm to me that the image of what I saw in my mind's eye was what he was showing me. Let's get real. Who wants to feel like they're an ox, right? Like uh, you guys, I I don't want to be an ox. I want to be like a dainty, lovely little butterfly. No, no. But that visual was exactly what I needed because it was a foretelling of what was coming. I'll be honest. This year, there was a lot on my shoulders. And I went back to this verse out of Matthew that I got at the beginning of the year. That when I got this, this image of this ox, I said, where do I see this? I saw this. I saw an ox and then I, I saw a yoke over the ox's shoulders. And I'm like, that's so weird. That's not like I'm not a farmer. That's not imagery that I'm used to. But I was reminded of the words that Jesus said in the book of Matthew. Come to me, all who are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. This past year our church has grown and it's been so beautiful to see lives transformed and the gospel go forth. But this year, my husband and co-leader resigned back in June from our church, the Father South Orange County. I didn't see it coming, and I was completely sideswiped. But I also knew that the image of the ox that God showed me in January was strong and that ox was able to tow heavy loads. And after the dust had settled and the reality sunk in, I was once again reminded of the words of Jesus and it was a promise to me that his yoke is easy and his burden is light. This year, as I head into 2024, I went through this process just recently. I got away to the desert, a place that I believe is a place of transformation And as I was going through my gratitude list, and as I paused and evaluated, and as I assessed who do I want to be in this upcoming year, I got to the part where it was just me in silence and solitude, the sun was setting, and I listed out everything that I was grateful for, all the things that had been hard. And as I sat there, I said, okay, what am I feeling? I closed my eyes, and I got a visual of a bunch of broken pieces, like a lot of broken pieces. And I didn't see myself, but I saw almost as if I was looking down, like still my arms just full of fragments, full of broken pieces. And I knew instinctually that they were broken pieces of my hopes and dreams. And if I'm honest, broken pieces of my heart. In addition to leading the church without a partner, I also released a book, Grit Don't Quit. And I really believed in this message. I still do. In fact, as I look back at the book, I think that this is one of the greatest things that I've ever written. One of the projects that I absolutely fell in love with. Well, it didn't do anywhere near what I would hope that it would do. And so I held the disappointment in my hands and it felt like broken pieces of shattered dreams. Also, I have a loved one who I have been praying for for years to find mental health. And another year has gone by And it's gotten worse, not gotten better. Broken dreams in my hands like pieces of shattered glass. I had a dream of owning a home and making a respite for myself and for others. And this year, I actually came to the really hard reality that I've never been more further from owning a home than I have in the last decade than this year. I'm holding broken dreams like pieces of glass in my hands. But I saw all these broken pieces and they were yet placed from my hands on the floor beautifully. And what, what I saw was like this intricate mosaic. All these broken shards are going to come together to make something utterly beautiful in my life. That's what I saw. But now I want you to visualize and see if you get a mental image or you get a visual or you get a word, something that stands out. Because... For those that struggle in trying to identify feelings, it's going to be a struggle for you. So I want you to tap into what other creative way do you feel like God could speak to you? What are you hearing? What are you seeing? What are you sensing? What are you feeling? Maybe it's a visual of hands. Maybe it's a visual of flowers. Whatever it is, don't discount it. Journal it down. Write it down. If you're like me and you want to take a stab at being an artist, you could actually draw it. Let me give you some possible words to help start jogging your mindset. Because sometimes we think that the word has to be like this prolific prose. No, it could be simple. It could be compassion. It could be intention. It could be connection. Peace. Presence. Hope. Yes. Breathe. Discipline. I mean, I want this to feel very normal. And those words that I just stated, those have actually been words that I have had previously. Now, I want you to think about these words because these words are going to help center you as you walk through this upcoming year. Okay, now here's the point in the process that I want to make it personal. After I saw the image of the mosaic and the broken pieces that all came together to make this piece of art, I knew what my word was. My word didn't come before I got the image. For me, the word came after I got this image. It feels foolish to share it here on a podcast, but I really want to document it here because Last year I shared this process and the word that I believe that God gave me. And it felt like as I shared it with podcast family that I had friends journey with. So my word for 2024, my word going into this next year is whole, deep in my bones. I believe that God will make me whole. And then the mosaic made sense because all the broken pieces are come together and they're held in this boundary, this border that turns into a piece of art. And that which is broken will be beautiful yet again. So now that I've taken you through my process, I want you to do the same. Once you have your list of 10, 15, 20 words or, or an image, I want you to review them. And then I want you to refine them. You're going to go and circle or highlight the word that jumps out at you. Like if one of those words that really, like all those feelings that came out through the process of, of thinking and getting into your feelings, what was the word that stuck out to you the most? Does that word make you feel excited or nervous or scared? Are you uncomfortable or are you at ease? Sometimes the words that scare us mean that we're on the right track because change is never easy. At the same time, I think finding your word can also bring empowerment, a sense of clarity or calm because you have an anchor for this upcoming year. So begin to get in your body and what do you hear? What do you see? What do you begin to feel? So once you've taken your cluster of, I don't know, 30 words down to two or three words, begin to think about what intention you want to hold to as you step into this new season or this new year. Now, I'll be honest with you. I did not like last year's word. I really wanted my word to be millionaire or easy living. The word that God whispered to me was yoked. And I knew that his yoke was easy. As I look back on 2023, that word was a lifesaver. Better yet, it was a reminder that I'm stronger than I think. It's not my strength. It's his strength. His yoke is easy and his burden is light. That verse was such an anchor for me that this year I asked God to confirm my word whole in scripture. It was kind of like a test. Like, God, can you please confirm this? I really want to know this is you. And so I started doing like a word search. And when I came to this verse and I read it, Literally, I cannot explain it to you. I had to pause. Like, I can't put language around it, but I felt arrested. Like, I felt like like handcuffed as I read this word. Listen to the words that Paul gives us in 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 23 and 24. And I love it because I never use the message version, but this is from the message version. It says this, May God himself, the God who makes everything holy and whole, spirit, soul, body, and keep you fit for the coming of our master, Jesus Christ. The one who called you is completely dependable. If he said it, he will do it. When I read that verse, I knew that it was confirmation for me. I knew that God was going to make me holy and whole in spirit, soul, and body. And so the last step is to ask yourself a very important question after you get your word. And this is going to make or break your word for the year. Are you interested or are you committed? Are you interested or are you committed? This question is so important because it's going to be the anchor for this activity that's going to think at the end of this activity, whether it was all for naught, or we did this just because it's part of the New Year's resolution, or we did this because all the cool kids are doing it. No, no, no. I really want to go back to this question. Are you interested? Are you committed to finding your word for the year? Are you committed to doing the work and having this intention of what's going to guide you and lead you to get there? Again, it's not magic. This is not mystical. This is a calibrating anchor that I come back to. This past year was beautiful, but hard. I grew and expanded, but there was toil and labor. So much progress was made and so much pain was endured. And through it all, I knew I can come back to the words of Jesus, who said that when I'm weary, I can come to him because he will give me rest. This year, I believe God is going to make me whole and fit for God's usage, just like Paul told the Thessalonians. I love that this translation says holy and whole in spirit, soul, body. Let's really hope holy happens because I've said some unsavory words this year, and I really want to be holy and whole. Mom, if you're listening to this podcast, I promise I will get my language under control because God is going to make me whole and holy. You don't need to put a bar of soap in this girl's mouth. Mm Mm-mm. When I tell you that this exercise has shaped my life and my faith, I mean it. Not only do I do this personally for me, but I also do this for our church. I pray and process and go through this exercise about an angering word that will lead us into our next season. If you don't have a word for the year, I really encourage you to take an hour, or if you're lucky, take two hours, and really go through what do you feel, what do you hear, what do you see, and what does God want to do in your life in this upcoming year? When you get your word, I'd love to know what it is you know, I'm nosy. I'm proud of it. You can tag me at Bianca Oltoff on your post, or you can share this podcast with your friends and family and do this activity together. As always, I'm honored to create content that I believe will shape and shift your life. If this show has meant anything to you this past year, will you consider rating and leaving a review so that this podcast can get more ears around the world? In this Christmas season, it would be a gift to me. I can't wait to kick off next year with season nine of We're Going There. And since I'm going on a journey to be made whole, you're gonna have to join me. I'm so excited to start this season with a special five-day series with dietitian and nutrition therapist, Leslie Schilling. That's right, we're gonna be talking about dismantling diet culture and stepping into our divine design. I love you, friends. Thanks for being here. Happy New Year.